0: Hello everybody, welcome to the Light at the End podcast, episode 6 of season 2. It is, what's today? It's the 21st of March. Oh my god, this year is going by so fast. Can you actually believe it? Because I can't. I've been so busy this year that uh, everything seems to be going by like just in a whiz. Let me just uh, check my notes here a little bit because that's the level I, uh, I prepared today. I uh, I took some notes, but I don't remember which notebook I took them in. See? That's always nice to, to have. A little bit of a search party on the podcast just to fill up some time. I was planning on doing this tomorrow, but, you know... It's one of those things when you're all ready to do the thing you're planning to do and then the phone rings and you see the name on the phone and you're like, oh, this is not going to be an easy one now, is it? So, somebody called me yesterday when I was, uh, I was pre- preparing to, to record and that's when I realized, oh yeah, no, I'm not recording today, this is going to be a long conversation that I need to take. Of, about something that I need to take care about, take care of right now, and um, that's how that went. So uh, yeah, I hope you also have complicated lives because it means they're doing something. It means it's there's something happening in them. I'm never, I'm never really sad about having a complicated life, but uh, you know. It's, uh, it's tiring and I am, I am tired. I had, dude, I had a rough day, but I'll get more into that Um, later. We have pressing business to take care of, namely, namely my dates. So here's how it's looking this year. I was, uh, this, this week, this is week 12, Because my calendar is in German and uh, every calendar in German is a a little bit more organized and it has the numbers of the weeks on them. So this is week 12. This is how it's going. Uh, I'm doing Guy, uh, Guy Beisel on the 22nd, which is tomorrow. And um, that's going to be around 8. And I'm doing Café Votif as well at 8. On the 23rd, that's Thursday, uh, my friend Saad Algefärglich, I'm sorry, Algefari, Um, I like to call him Algefärglich. It means dangerous in German, and he definitely is dangerous, by which I mean he's a he's a Muslim. <laughs> Cheap shot, I know. Um, but he's organizing a show now at uh, Café Votif on Thursdays. And I, went, I wanted to do it last week. And, you know, so many people turned up that he decided not to have the show. It happens sometimes, but, you know, that's how it is. Hopefully, more people will show up on Thursday and we'll be able to do a little song and dance for you guys and tell some jokes. And uh, maybe I get to work on my little badger joke over there. Um, that's my impersonation of Bill Burr. That's uh that's what you get. Hey, if you didn't want Bill Burr from Wish, you wouldn't have tuned in. So you got to get give the people what they want. All right. And I'm also doing Café Votif on Saturday. Same time at 8. This is the very, very nice and very successful show that Jasmine has been organizing. And uh, hopefully I get a spot this time because I spotted last week and I didn't get a spot. So, it would be fair to say somebody is getting a big, big for their breaches. <laughs> I'm joking. I, Jasmine, if you're listening to this, I'm just taking the piss. Because, um, you know, that's how su- successful shows go. Uh, a lot of people want spots, and you won't always make the, the lineup. And I didn't last week, and I'm, um, I'm sad about that. But, you know, I'll be okay. That's... Um, that's how that is. Let me just take a little note here because I remember something. This is, um, this is how my train of consciousness works. I think that's all how that's how all chain of consciousness work is that you talk about something and then you remember something else and um, you do your best to stay on topic. But um, you know, you can never make it perfect. God damn I mean, it, on Monday I had my one day off of the week and I, it was, I was so motivated that I made a list of things to do and uh, it's basically stuff I have to clean, bathroom and toilet and room and desk. I'm telling you, having, having a clean desk is underrated as hell. Because it's, uh, it's one of the best things. Just coming home to a clean desk where everything's organized or there's nothing more on it. Because you put the things that were there, you put them in the right place or somewhere else at least. And it doesn't look that crammed anymore. And it's it's a beautiful feeling that I get to have today and maybe tomorrow because it's going to get crammed again. That's just one of those things that never stay... Clean for a long time. Anyway, this is uh, this is how my week is going. Um, I'm really really excited to to work on my jokes and on my timing again um, because there's you know there's things developing in my life. You know how um, how I talked to you about guys. I was shitting on uh, on host and I was criticizing hosting um, a few podcasts back. And, you know, that's just how the wheel of history turns, because um, I'm um, next week, probably, by this time, uh, wh- what's today? It's Tuesday, my Tuesday next week, somebody is uh, going to criticize uh, my hosting on their, pod- on their podcast, hopefully, um, because I'm hosting for the first time. I finally got a spot. The stars aligned in my life. And enough people were sick that the the organizers went to the lineup and they just got to me. They got to my my name. And they were like, oh, you know what? He could host at this time. He's been doing this a long time. So he could host. And um, yeah, I got a host spot on the 27th um it's gonna be at loop and i'm very excited and also scared shitless because i talked a lot of shit about hosting uh let me just pencil this in because i have this very nice organizer over here and it's such a waste to not write stuff in it it's just a beautiful thing that i got in my life and i i I like getting these beautiful organizers and then not write anything in them. So I'm not going to waste this one. So loop hosting, um, I really have a strategy for going about it, and uh, I hope I really really hope that this will develop in the next level of uh, of comedy for me because it's a whole it's a whole different uh, ball game hosting than it is uh, doing five to seven minutes on stage and just worrying about your jokes and your little lineups and your little punchlines and your little setups and misdirections and whatever you're doing hosting means you're going to be up there for a long long time you're going to go up after bombing comedians after successful comedians and um it's um it's it's a scary thing. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's a scary thing, but it's um, it's something interesting and um, I uh, I have been wanting to do this for a long long time and I kept telling people, you know because I don't I really hate it when somebody's pushy in 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 their in their following their dreams. <laughs> this sounds like loser talk over here, but I I, I don't know. I think like, you're just supposed to do your job and people will recognize and give you opportunities, which I will admit may be the wrong attitude into in, in going into something that you want to develop and you want to grow. You got to kind of grab the day by the balls. And if nobody gives you an opportunity you kind of have to make it yourself and people who have done that have done way better in comedy than I ever could even dream of doing but still I'm sticking with who I am and um yeah so I got this opportunity to host and I'm gonna go on and uh you know uh try my best I guess um I'm I'm going to prepare some shit and I'm going to do some of my jokes and um yeah we'll see come see me you know if you're listening to this come see me come see the train wreck that might just happen yeah I I'm just thinking about the technical stuff. You know what am I gonna say? How am I gonna introduce the comedians? Am I gonna say a joke about everybody? Am I gonna say a joke about a few people? Am I gonna do a good bucket speech? How do I start a good bucket speech? Yeah, so <clears throat> you know, I need I need to slow down a bit. I'm just looking at my spikes on the on the thing and I need to slow this down. And you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna open a beer and there's nobody here to stop me. So there you go. Let's listen to the sound, listen to this. That's just beautiful, isn't it? Oh, I love real beer. That's one of the perks of living in Austria. Almost German beer. I do get the German stuff sometimes, but you know. <clears throat> Think locally, act globally. No, think globally, act locally. See, I fucked this up. Alcohol—it's gone to my head. I can't believe it. So, <clears throat> yeah, chores suck, and then they never end. I think that's um, that's my little uh, my little takeaway from uh, from this um, <clears throat> from this Monday, which was yesterday. It seems like it was so long ago because uh, you know, work's busy, uh, life's busy, and. Um, that's um, yeah, you know. That's how you hear a grown-up talk about their lives. Um, <clears throat> I um, the 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 shows last week. Let me let me tell you a little bit about that because uh, I had a few a few fun ones. Um, I have these friends who are into comedy. And sometimes they just uh, hit me up. It's, it's one of the best things that they do. They just hit me up. Hey, is there a comedy show tonight? And because I go to so many and I perform at so many, I usually know when they're happening. And I'm like, look, there's one at Guy. And that was last week. And um, I'm like, oh, there's a show at Gee. Let's go check it out. It's a mixed show. So there's German comedy and uh you know it might be fun to just see a different approach so we went i perform at the show sometimes but i wasn't signed up on that particular night and i went in we sat at the table it was kind of empty but it was it was full enough that we had a crowd And uh, we were just hanging out, having drinks. And at the break, I was talking to the organizer of the show just to say hi and uh, talk to him about stuff. And he went like, dude, do you want to do a spot? And that's one of the best feelings ever when somebody asks you to do a spot. You don't even push yourself up. You just go in and they ask you to do a spot. And I have this rule, which is, I don't have many rules, but this is one of them. If anybody ever asks me to do a spot, I don't care if I'm sick, if I'm in a bad mood, if I'm uh, if I think the crowd's bad, if I think it's too little crowd, if it's I don't care. the answer is yes. 100% of the time. And because I know that beforehand, because I've I've made that decision, it just makes everything much easier. Cause I don't I never think about oh should I do it? do I feel like doing it. Do I really want to tell my oh I haven't been writing on whatever. That's the, that all that doubt and all those questions are out the window because I made the decision beforehand. I made the decision that the, the answer is gonna be yes. So I said yes, of course. And it was a very fun fun experience because I, I i recorded the set and i was doing uh i i did a, a new bit for the first time a new little joke it's not a bit yet but i'm hoping that i'm going to grow it into into something more and i i tried it for the first time and I got a laugh and you know when you get a laugh from from five people you know that there's something there it's um there's there's definitely potential there and i definitely want to want to develop it and uh the the fun part was that i uh i was i was record my sets so i i would leave the phone somewhere near the stage and this time i didn't bring it to the stage i left it near my friend's table i have this uh wonderful friend who she laughs she's an easy laugh and i love that cuz uh, she would laugh basically at everything. And comedians love this kind of people because, you know, they're just like, they're not a tough crowd, you know. And um, because my phone was next to her table when, while I was reco- recording it, I kept hearing her laugh. And sometimes her little comments that she would make would because she uh, she's... She came to a lot of shows, and she saw me perform a bunch of times and um, it was uh it was it really made my day listening to that uh, to that little uh little recording and um, yeah that was that was really one of the highlights of uh, of last week's performing. Um, there's a bunch of new shows opening up in um in Vienna. Or let's say they're moving around uh, to to different locations and there's a lot of uh, stuff um, really, really, really popping to use the young people's vernacular. Um, and I was at a show. Uh, I don't think those shows are a good idea, but it's definitely... They're not a good idea because it's hard to do them and it's not the ideal location for them Um, but I think they are a good idea because it's a tough location because it makes you even it makes you better at a as a comedian you know and what I'm talking about is hostel shows Um, I don't know if you've been to a hostel show but I, I went to one I wasn't on the lineup but I went to one because um, it was happening it was a new location and I wanted to check it out and it really brought me back to the times when we were doing show shows at uh, at Wombars. Uh, Wombar is a hostel bar and um, Reggie Reginald Barris, who's one of the harder working comedians in Vienna. Um, was doing uh, what we called an ambush show there, where people wouldn't know that there was a show happening. We would just set up a stage area and we would go up. So now we're telling jokes. Screw your conversations. You listen to us now and you don't have a say in it. And that was definitely a tough, tough spot to um, to do comedy. And... Uh, Looking back, i would never enjoyed that. I never enjoyed that room, but it got the, um, the scare of bombing, the fright of bombing really fast out of the way. And that was, that was the best thing that happened. So this show was at a different hostel where people actually knew that it was happening beforehand but it's still a hostel. So people would be walking in and it was kind of an open space. Very, very fancy hostel, if I do say so myself. Um, It was at at this place called uh, Joe and Joe. Joe without an E and Joe with an E. And that was the the interesting thing um, about the show is that the room wasn't particularly well set up cuz you know it's an it's not a closed room with a low ceiling it's a room around the right, right next to the reception area so people would be taking the elevator up and going to the reception and to the bar to get a drink and to go up to the rooms or whatever and <clears throat> They were like, oh, there's a show happening, but we have to take care of this first. So there was a a bit of noise feeding in towards the the stage area. But it um, it was very fun to see how people reacted to good comedy. Because there were uh, on the lineup, there were a lot of inexperienced comedians doing their first little steps into this uh, into this beautiful art, and at the end there was Michael Posnick. Michael Posnick is one of the guys who I think is the most talented comedian uh, around. I I don't think he does it enough that he will be a real pro, but he if anybody has the potential of being a real real comedian is is that guy. He has jokes about stuff that I would I I would have never came up with the jokes. He he has this bit about raisins that's ridiculously good. And I've talked about him on the on the on the podcast uh, a bunch of times. And he went on last. And to see that room that wasn't that interested in anything that the show had going on. They were they were listening to the jokes and they were laughing occasionally when something was good and the comedian really sold it. But they weren't really on your side from the start, you know. They were, they were like, hey, "You can try to entertain us. We'll see if you succeed," you know. Because usually, a good crowd, a really supportive crowd, is like, "Yeah, we want you. We want you to do well. We we're ready. To just just tell us something, and we'll laugh. We're 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 on your side, and we're not gonna take it seriously." we're not you can go dark if you want to so this was not the the kind of crowd that they had that night and michael went on and he killed he he did this these little bits about his his baby being born and how confusing and Um, what the doctor said and how to interpret it was just very very fun and you know comedy about things like that it's always so it's not a minefield because you know if you're joking about your son who's I don't know one or two I don't know how how old his son is but um, if you're joking about your son you are making fun of a baby or a toddler but you know it's still your son, so you kind of get, you know, it's not, it's not edgy, it can be edgy, but nobody gets mad about it, I don't know, it's hard to explain, but I I like that that little subject, I like that he approached that, and the crowd was immediately on his side, and he got a, a few very, very nice laughs, and, you know, it was also uh, nice to see that he lost the crowd at some point, which uh, really gave me some, uh, was in- some encouragement for me. Because I was like, I'll see it happens to Michael. And, um, you know, seeing somebody fail, uh, at least to some extent, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that he had a failed set, but, you know, there were... Uh, it, it, it's not going to go the way you want it all the time. <clears throat> so that kind of happened to him uh, during his set where he was killing and then he you know, tried some new stuff or some different stuff let's say and um, he that didn't kill us hard you know like ah, I, I feel better about my comedy already just sitting here in the crowd not trying anything you know it's one of the cheapest feel good moments seeing somebody kind of fail Mm. and that also brightened my day um that evening it was uh it was fun to see you know um but yeah that's it that's it that's all i had to talk to you guys about Um uh, tonight please for the love of god Come and support the show on Monday at Loop. I would be very, very happy if this went well, and uh, I would get to host more of these puppies, which uh, it might be on the horizon. You never know. You never know. I, 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 would love to 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 be able to developing to develop hosting skills, and. Uh, Become a better well-rounded comedian Because um, What else is there, you know If you're doing something he, he, he better, You better be trying to get good at it And I really want to try to be good at this um, at This thing And um, this is the next step Which is scary But we're doing it I don't care, you know This is the rule. The answer will be yes. If you ask me if I want to do a spot, I do want to do a spot. And uh, I don't care if it's a a gendered show. I'll do a show at a women's only show. I'll identify as a woman for seven minutes while I do my set. Uh, Apparently, that's allowed these days. And uh, I'll be the bearded lady. I don't know. Nobody's going to ask me any way to do it. But yeah. <laughs> if I see a crowd that's full of women, I'm like, oh, I'm going to bomb tonight. Because uh, uh, this is a bit of a... You know, this is a bit of guy talk, my comedy. And um, if we know anything about ladies, uh, they don't find guy talk particularly funny. They, found it, they find it stupid, which is... It's good. Stupid is a good platform for funny, but yeah, you know, making the transition is not always that easy. All right, I'm gonna have another sip of my beer, which you're welcome to listen to, see? Ah, Delicious. So, that's it for tonight. Thank you very much for listening. Oh, look at me, I ramble for 27 minutes. I am very proud of myself today. I'm gonna have a good night's sleep And um, I'll talk to you on the next one. Bye-bye then. Come see me at Loop. Come see me at Loop. Come see me at Loop.